Welcome to The Ultimate Journey, a podcast on awakening to spirit. Episode 25. Hi, and welcome to The Ultimate Journey, Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DiGenova. This episode is called Negative Energy and Protecting Your Aura. Have you ever gone into a room and felt the tension so thick that you can cut it with a knife? Have you ever talked to someone and then later felt totally wiped out or drained? Or you're just hanging out, chilling, feeling great, and all of a sudden you feel angry, irritable, or you have thoughts that are not your own? Why is that? Well, everything is energy, and everything is vibrating at a different rate. Now, there's no good or bad per se. It's just that something's just resonating at a high vibration, which we experience emotionally as love. And then the opposite of that is, or lower vibrating energy is what we feel, fear or anger, hate and all that stuff. And I won't do my Yoda impression here, I promise. You gotta go listen to the other podcasts for that. Basically, some people are sensitive to this energy and some are totally not. Well, my next guest is, in fact, we met at a mediumship class. So that's a pretty dead giveaway. Please welcome Ursula. Hey guys, my name is Ursula. I live in Pickering. I met Frank at a mediumship class in Oshawa. Uh, How long ago was that now, Frank? That was about three years ago. You know, it's funny. (laughs) Usually I'd say, um, how you doing? You'd say, how you doing? Tell me about yourself. But you just went right at it. Yeah, man, that's how I go. I I dive in first. (laughs) Right? Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, we met about, I think, what, 2017? And I remember, um, well... Before we, 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 we go on with that, you want to just tell us uh, about who you are and what you do? Just a little bit of background? Well, I, I wear many different hats, uh, but in particular right now at this moment, um, behind me is uh, I have this beautiful poster of my business. So I do, uh, I specialize in permanent makeup and I also do lashes Uh, So I started, uh, I opened a studio in my home uh, just over a year ago. So I just had my one year anniversary, I think two weeks ago. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Great. So you know why it would happen, right? I mean, remember back in January, (laughs) you asked me something. You could say if you can join my my show and to give me some feedback, you know, working on, on clients. Do you remember what you said? I did. I, you know, I, I didn't know who to reach out to and I was struggling, uh, because number one, I'm inviting people into my home. So this is my safe space. So this is for, for me to feel safe. So, uh, I generally try to invite people that are, you know, people that referred them. Right. So I can kind of trust them, kind of judge them a little bit. Um, and so I was having people in my home and I, I was struggling because as soon as they left, I was ready for a nap. I was drained. I didn't know what to do. Right. Um, and it was freaking me out and I was doing everything I was taught in mediumship class. You know, I would clear my space before and after I would protect myself. I would surround myself in white light and I was still ready for bed after these people left. Yep. My, <laughs> we both work in the service industry. I mean, I do hair as well and we, we interact with people. Um, so getting back to when you first reached out to me, um, which was, which was awesome. Um, we stayed in touch, but not really like that. Then we started, you know, talking more about spirituality and stuff. Yeah. I remember, um, you asked me, but I was doing the FM radio show, which has a totally different format. Right. And 
I'm thinking, no, the station, no, it's totally format. The station wouldn't appreciate it. So, and I said, I'm going to be doing a podcast later on in the year and I'll get to you. And hey, here we are. Here we are. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy we finally got you on. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, life events happen for you and it's like, whoa. So I do apologize for that. And, you know, and you're okay now? Everything's cool? Everything's good. Um, so I've done some stuff. Uh, I don't know if your viewers are only going to hear us and not see us. Uh, just just here. It's a podcast. So Okay. So yeah. uh, basically, um, I went over to a local um, spiritual store. And I was asking some of the girls of what I could do to help me after I'm clearing. And this lady actually makes, um, it's called Clear Space. And it's an energy clearing mist. And it's a smudge alternative. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking I, I'm about? Aware, I have actually, a client of mine gave me one of those. Oh, really? Which oh. is really cool. Oh, yeah, I, I like bathe in this stuff. Liquid smudge. Yes. So Perfect. I uh, basically what's in this one in particular is sage... Uh, sweet grass, uh, gemstone, essential oils. It, it's it's your basic necessity necessities really. Um, but she put it into a nice bottle. Uh, it was really affordable. It was fifteen dollars for a half decent size. And um, even if I don't have clients and I feel like I'm a little bit off, I'll spray myself with it. And for me, maybe it's in my head. I don't know, but for me, it works. You know, the power of the mind and your intention and how you focus it. It works. So, I mean, the whole placebo effect as well. So, yeah, it definitely works. Now, we both, as I said earlier, we both um, work with people and we're both empathic. Yes. Right? And we sense energies. So, as soon as we touch someone, we we transfer it. We feel it all. Oh, 100%. And, I mean, I could tell you with my um, experience when I was working at the salon or at home or wherever, is that when when I would just take a look at the client coming in, even before they sat in my chair, I could feel exactly what they're going through. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-huh. here we go. Uh-huh. Right? And, you know, and after a long day of work, I want to, you know, go home or just be home and curl up into a ball, stick my thumb in my in my mouth, curl up in fetal position on my right side and suck my thumb and go to my happy place like Jim Carrey did in yeah. that movie Dumb and Dumber. Absolutely. And I was done. And the thing is, which is funny because my dad also does does this work and he's like he could just do you know 14 to 16 clients all day long and be totally fine and he's nothing me i'm 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 done and you know cuz we are we're empathic we've taken it on and that's the thing I want to talk about today too absolutely 100%. But I, I, I believe it was you that mentioned this to me. And if not, then it was someone uh, also from that class. And I didn't, I mean, I knew this, but for some reason it was a light bulb moment when it was uh, shared with me. They were mm-hmm. like, Ursula, you deal with the, their crown chakra and their third eye. You're healing right. them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but at what expense, right? Well, exactly. You know? And I wasn't protecting myself and grounding myself before or while I was doing them. So they were literally draining me. Yeah, they were plugged into you. A hundred percent. They basically plugged in. You know, I had a client that, you know, I would know. Oh, oh she, she loved it. She came all the time and she had her, her tragedy of a life. She sat in my chair and when we were done the service... She was so happy. It's like, oh, I feel so good now. Meanwhile, I'm like the aforementioned, or you know, I want to shake and just kind of go die somewhere. Yeah. And 
you know, there was a, a, a mismatch of energy, and I'm sure you feel that too, where, you know, they feel wonderful and then we were ready to go jump off a bridge. Yeah. You know, or not even be able to because we would be told so drained we couldn't even walk to that place. A hundred percent. The first, I'm going to say maybe 10 clients I ever did a year ago, yeah. I, I was debilitated. I couldn't move. I couldn't do, I couldn't cook dinner. I couldn't do anything. And I literally felt like someone put me in the middle of a street and ran me over. Yeah. It feels like that. And then backed up and say, what the hell was that? And then back over again. Yeah. Right. You know, a lot of people are out there that do not have that sensitivity. They, They don't even absorb it. They probably do, but they don't know why. But like my dad, it didn't affect him at all. You know, I'm not saying he didn't care about his clients, but he just, he went there to work. He didn't, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But we want to, we want to fix, we want to put a bandaid on, we want to help. And that lower, that makes us us vulnerable. Very. And when people know that they can just plug in like a socket. A hundred percent. And that's called cording. Yes. You have to cut the cords a lot. Or just not let them come on even, even beforehand. So since you contacted me, I mean, I remember you saying, Actually, the, I, I wrote down the exact words in the text. You said um, that you often suffered during clients when they left, you felt wiped and had to recover. So have you found ways to recover and have you found ways to protect yourself since we last spoke? A hundred percent. I mean, you know, I do what works for me. Um, what I did was I did a little bit of research. I called around to some spiritual friends of mine and I said, you know, what do you recommend? And everybody kind of said the same thing, but a little bit different. So basically, um, I talk to my spirit guides every day. doesn't matter if I'm doing clients or not. And um, it really works for me. I say, okay, guys, you know, a client's coming today. Can we please, you know, help me do the best that I can do? And I have enough of my own shit, so I can't take on anybody else's. And, and, and it works, you know, it started, I didn't do it initially in the beginning, but after I started realizing, after I started becoming aware, I was like, you know what, this is really working. Then I clear myself with the, the clearing mist and then yep. I clear the bed as well. Um, and it depends on the, the um, I find depending if it's a full moon, which is a whole different subject. Yeah, but, it's a whole new podcast. Yeah, a whole different <laughs> podcast, but. I find people's temperaments are different, different times of the month, you know? So, uh, you know, if, for instance, my hubby's not into this stuff at all, he embraces it because of me and he likes to under, try to understand it. I had one client in particular, um, and right away he said, you need to do what you do. And I I looked at him and I said, what do you mean? And he goes, you need to burn that stuff. The house doesn't have good energy right now. So for him to pick up on that and say, you need to do what you do because I, and, and we talked about it and he said, you know, even if she's a client, maybe you need to start being pickier on who comes in our home because after they leave, we live here. And this is from somebody who's not really attuned to it or kind of had the vocabulary or anything. That's amazing. So that must have been a really negative energy for, you know, a civilian to to, to notice, right? Big time. I had to actually bring the big guns out. I could, I, it didn't just work. <laughs> I really did. I, it didn't just work with sage and sweetgrass. I had to bring out dragon's blood and I had to wash the floors with lavender and I had so, to. Oh yeah, serious. Yeah. So I yeah. really, really had to d- uh, dive in deep. That was, um, 
I think that was a one-off. Um, I don't know if it was a test in general, but it, it really did tested who I was. It tested my faith. It tested everything I had learned in the past over the years going to mediumship classes. And uh, yeah, it took a while. It took a while, but it, it started working. You have to believe too. You have to have faith. You do. I mean, just like, you know, our culture is, we were Italian, obviously, and we have the Malocchio. A hundred percent, yeah. The Greeks have the Mati. Other cultures have, you know, the Voodoo, the Hex or whatever. So every culture kind of believes in something. So there must be some truth to it behind the scenes. Like, I mean, if you don't believe it, they say, if you don't believe in Voodoo, it doesn't work for you, which is probably... It, which is probably true because it takes me back down to getting quartered and getting wiped out. <clears throat> now, I when I when I prepare, I put a I make sure that I, I protect my my uh, my space, I protect myself, and I kind of command, set an intention that anything that's uh, malevolent has to stay outside or can't be in my sacred space. But and and I put a um, kind of an armor of light around me. But if there's any chinks in your armor, they can go in, and that's where they can kind of attached to you in the chakras area so you have to be not vulnerable as well so the thing is you don't want to have any food given to anybody like you know what i mean like you, yeah you, if you have a, a vulnerability or negativity or insecurity about something that's how someone can resonate and match and lock in and suck i also called on my ancestors i know somewhere in some sort of past life i was a witch um i, I did, <laughs> yep. no really i mean can you i know <laughs> i know i'm saying yep uh so i did a past life regression many many years ago and i actually saw what i looked like i was a healer i had long silver hair i lived in a wood cabin in the middle of the woods i had uh dried herbs hanging from the ceiling and so i called on my ancestors and i said if i really was a witch you need to help protect me and where i live exactly and, and, and I feel them. It worked, right? Well, you called them in, right? And <laughs> you didn't boil up babies, did you? No. Okay, good. As long as that, well, then you have to just uh, cut this podcast short and say, no, you can't be on this show anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I can tell, um, when I first saw you, though, I saw Egypt, bang, just Egypt right away. And you agreed with that. You kind of felt that. You resonated with that. I have a tattoo on my finger of the Eye of Horus. Was that before or after? I said that, that I don't think I noticed that on your finger. I wasn't looking at your finger. I was looking at the other things. If it wasn't before, your eyes. It, yeah. if it wasn't before, it was definitely around the same time. Because I got this when I went on a cruise with my dad in Mexico. Okay. So I don't. Is that it, when you got abandoned um, and you almost missed the boat? Uh, I'm almost and missed his the laugh, boat. his laugh saved you? Yeah. Okay, I almost I missed that, that ship twice, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Rule number one. And I, it almost happened twice. Any negative energies in that? Because I want to share a trip that I had to, to, to kind of like give an example. But was there any kind of negative energies or on that trip at all? 100%. Well, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people pass away on a cruise ship. Uh, accidents and weird things. Well, I think it's I think it's the age group mostly. I mean, I think a lot of younger people are now tending to go on cruise ships, but uh, generally speaking, especially the first cruise I went on, I went on a little bit of an older age group, and a lot of people do pass, um, which is normal. Um, I actually um, I was a flight attendant for seventeen years, so I've been trained to help people in emergency situations. Awesome. Yeah. So when I got on the ship, no one explained to me that you have to go through uh, a dry drill. 
if an emergency situation were to happen, this is where you go. This is what you do. And so my dad, because he had a different room than I was on a different floor, he was on a a different part of the ship during the drill. So I was by myself. And you have to remember, I had just sold my restaurant. So I'm feeling all of these emotions. What haven't you done in life? Wow. Okay, go keep going. (laughs) And so I I had a breakdown and people were looking at me like, great, this woman's, this crazy lady's coming on the ship with us. Um, And I just, because I've been trained for so long to help people in emergency situations, my brain went into survival mode. Uh, I quickly snapped out of it because I called my mom during the drill and I was like, mom. And she's like, oh my God, will you pull yourself together? You know? And so I quickly snapped out of it, but um, I felt, I, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but I, I, I kind of felt like um, that movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. The, the island thing? The, the no, something island? On the, on the ship there. I can't remember what it, off the top. Um, I, I didn't see that movie. I don't even know what you're talking about, but what, what's the premise of it? What happened there on the ship? Oh, and well, everybody on the planet knows this movie. Um, he was... Titanic. The, Titanic. The, Titanic. Duh. So, <laughs> Brain <laughs> fart. Exactly. So for some reason, every time I looked at the front of the ship, I would have this like... You know that feeling when they say someone walks over your graves, you, you get all those tingly yeah, yeah. feelings? And I, I, I started freaking out every time I looked at the front of the ship. And I was like, wow. oh, that's weird. Then one night we hit a storm and I was in my stateroom by myself. I stayed by myself. And I was at the bottom of the ship and I, our rooms were swaying back and forth. And I'm praying, I'm going, please, God, just get me through this trip. Because it's the first time I've ever been on a ship. But you can feel so much energy because it's a constant turnover and people leave their energy every time they come and go, come and go, right? Yep, exactly. Perfect, perfect segue to what I wanted to say. Are you done with that thread? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was in Sedona uh, in Phoenix, and then I was, you know, I, was, I did that, went there a couple of times, and I was there with uh, with a former partner, and we were in Phoenix, and I walked into a, a gift shop, and I went in. Halfway, I made my my last foot wasn't even through the door, and I felt that dark, stank, dankiness, pressure on my on my temples, and it was like, don't go in here. It was like, get out, get out. Like just, it was nuts. You know, when you go into a room and you can feel something. Like, if there's an argument in a room, if there's anything that's happened in a room, it leaves an imprint. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's so. Some even go and the ghosts are not even ghosts. They're just imprinted energy that are cycling there. And that's thing. So the fact is that, you know, imprints, um, like energy sticks around. It's got to be moved out. And getting back to your smudging, do you open the windows when you smudge, even with the spray? Oh, yeah. you have to open the windows. Absolutely. Because, it has to go. Yeah. They, you have to A lot tell of people them to don't leave. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. A lot of people don't know that. They just do it locked in. Yeah. So it's, it's nuts. I maybe will share something later on in the podcast of what I had to clear in my house. Oh, if you want to talk about that, that's a whole different other subject. Yeah, well, we can. Let me just, um, we have to get to advice for empaths, um, how to protect themselves. I want to get through that before we, we go on to the next episode. So before we, we say goodbye, I want to make sure we go through that. You want to share anything before we um Yeah, for, we for protection, I think for people that are very sensitive or if they recognize themselves as empaths, I mean, um, I don't know if anyone or everyone practices this, but I do. I put salt around my entire house outside. 
Do you? I do. Is it that black salt or just the normal salt? No, I put um, Mediterranean sea salt. Okay. So that's step number one. Step number two, um, I also put salt at my front and my back door. If I had one door, I'd only put it at the one door, but I have two doors and I put it at the front and I put it at the back. Okay. So then I also have lavender at my back door, fresh lavender that's dried. Yeah. I have my clearing spray. When I feel something a little bit off, I smudge, I open my windows. I make sure that I am setting the intention that whatever is here has to leave. I even talk out loud and say, you must leave. Right. After I... Welcome. That's right. So after I burn my sage, I then burn sweet grass, which a lot of people don't know about. And I was told by an elder, if you burn sage, you have to burn sweet grass. Oh, really? It's like a companion thing? It's to close. So with with sage, you're clearing and then you need to close. I did not know that. That's pretty wild. Yeah. An an elder told me that years ago. Uh, So I do that as well. Um, And then if I feel like it's been a couple of days and something's still lingering around, which happens, um, I make, um, I put a tub of water. I boil water. I put dragon's blood, peppermint frankincense and patchouli and I wash my floors with that and then I'll sage one more time and that's usually with the dragon's blood most psychics will tell you dragon's blood is the big guns because that is a it's it's very strong and if you don't know how to work with it do not work with it yeah I've heard that uh, as well but you know I saw a horror movie one time which I don't really engage anymore because you know you resonate that energy (laughs) The person was saging and doing all these things and the spirit or the demon was like laughing and saying, you think that shit's going to work? And I, that always stuck with me. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to just piss it off, right? But you have to be resolute. Now, getting back to what I was talked about, about the possession. I mean, something happened in the, in the house. Like, So we'll, we'll go over this. I'm sure you have many stories too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, this is the first time I'm actually telling... <laughs> more than one person and this is going to be going out to a lot of people <laughs> and going to be certifiably nuts but anyway um i took some i had some training i have training about uh, removing cords curses um uh, clearing energies and all this stuff so maybe it was in my it was fresh in my psyche but when i moved into my home I noticed stuff happening. I was like, in, especially in certain in the kitchen area, I'll go in, into the fridge and I'll get something like a glass bottle or something and it would break in my hands. I wouldn't hit it. I wouldn't touch it to anything. Things would just break. And then my mom's sauce, I had it in the, in the, drawer, in the cupboard under, by that area and it was gone rancid. And it was one year, right? As I told mom, I said, mom, the sauce sucks this year. And she goes, my sauce never goes bad. So <laughs> from that, I'm like, okay, this is... um. This is something that I have to look into. So what I did was I did my thing and I asked if there's any negative entities in, in the place. And I got to know. So the activity still happened. It still kept going on. And when I bought the house, it was, it was just in a rush thing. So it wasn't like I didn't get the feel of the energy, but it just wanted. To, yeah, that's another whole nother story. So um, whatever was there came with the house and because it was fresh. So. I think, okay, the activity is still going on. Like, what's going on here? There's not, no entities in here. And 
I did it again. And I got a yes. I'm like, okay, what the heck, right? And then I chambered it. So I made it, put it into like basically a little cage or jail, right? So it couldn't move. And the, all the hairs on my, on, my, um, on my arms went up. It got really, really cold. Like the degrees just dropped incredibly down. And I think I pissed the thing off because I was in my bedroom when I did that. And I have like um, an Ikea type or kind of a um, hook and like it's on, the, the cupboard's on tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And they're very sturdy. All my clothes, all, everything on the hanger fell down. It was like, boom, everything in the, in the closet, a lot of shelves dropped to the floor. And it, it wasn't rickety. It was solid. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So I became resolute. Like you said, you have to, just, you have to kind of command it, you know. And I got the, the big guy in to help me out. And so what ended up happening? That Are you talking about there. God or Archangel Michael? The big guy. The big guy meaning, no, I don't go, I don't go to ar- archangels. I just go right to the boss and oh. then whatever I get, I get. Because I'm thinking that, I, I feel that when you go to, to, the, to, the, uh, to the janitor, let's say you go to the CEO of the company and you ask the janitor to help you, um, he might not be qualified or she might not be qualified or whatever. And in the spirit world, you can get a lot of people, a lot of uh, entities or energies faking what they, what they are. Mm-hmm. So... Ask the boss, you put the right person on the job. So um, I go straight to the big guy, the boss, CEO, and you to deal with it. But what ended up happening, there was um, gateways or portals or vortexes that were open Mm. right where the beer bottles and the um, things were going off, things flying out of my hand. There was um, uh, a portal that was open. So that's where they were going in and out. So that's when I checked the first time, they weren't there and then... They were there again. So mm. I closed it. I I closed it, whatever. I don't know if I did it, but I intended for the court, the portals to close. Then there was another one underneath that was dormant. So everything everything stopped after that. It was just like, okay, fine. We're good. Beautiful. So, yeah. But I bet you it was really intimidating while it was happening. I was scared shitless. Oh, because I guess, yeah. When everything fell down, like boom. It was almost like going F you. You're not going to do this to me. That's but right. I had to get the big guns, as I said, and get it out, yeah. put it, you know, put it in, a, in a dimen- another dimension, whatever, and just, wow. But everything was was um, was um really calm afterwards. And I had a girl over. She had her dog, her little dog, and she had a little bed there. And she said, the dog's acting really weird. And this was before I found out what was going on. Right. She said, yeah, I felt something in that. I'm like, I didn't feel anything, you know. But I was getting angry a lot. I was getting irritable a lot. Mm-hmm. I was having messed up thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we both feel that stuff. But just like you don't really think about that because you think it's just you, you think it's you sometimes, and it's not an a, a, an imprint or you know an outside influence. So yeah, well, I I struggled for a long time, you know, and then I finally thought. I was always different growing up and I always stuck out. I never, uh, like I had best friends for, for years, but not as long as some of my friends or acquaintances, I should call them had friends. And, and I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, I think I was meant to be a loner. I think it was because I was supposed to travel like I did. And if I had someone 
who was an anchor to me, like a best friend where I couldn't leave them because they were my world, then I wouldn't have been on that journey. Having said that, um, it's really hard to open up to people and explain some of the shit we go through because some of the shit we go through is deep. It's deep. And it's ugly. Absolutely. Changing topics, but not really. I mean, that's my be aware now. I, I jump from mid-sentence to another topic and sure. come back. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're a Sagittarius. I am. And you can't stay in one spot. You need to travel. You need to, like, everywhere is home for you, right? Yeah. So um, that's one of the point on that. But getting back to the um, the the energy and stuff, um, how... D- I, I lost my train of thought, actually. <laughs> don't, like don't, don't, you know what? I don't know where I'm going with that, but... It's, uh, I am Sagittarius, and I am a, a true through and through Sagittarius. I can't stay in one spot for too long. I get bored very, very easily. And uh, for years, I would never listen to my gut, and then I would wonder why things would happen to me. Then I started listening to my gut, and I'm like, maybe there's something to this. Hold on, let's dig a little bit deeper. But I know I could be much more powerful than what I am. And right now I'm on a high. I went really, really low last year. Was That's a completely different story. But I, I'm on a high right now. And I feel like I'm a, a phoenix rising from the ashes. And when I climb, I climb really fast, really high for a while. And then I get bored. And then the dust will settle underneath me. And I'll have to rebuild myself again. That's the cycle with right. me. Over it. And, and I'm and least, I, sorry. Yeah, at least you know that's that pattern. And the thing is, so I guess I brought up your Sagittarians <laughs> because of you needing to go out and do traveling and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we can't really talk about this much with people. And even the whole, even we're talking about the, the, the Phoenix and stuff. I mean, everybody knows about the Phoenix riding, riding, rising from the ashes, right? So, but I mean, this episode is kind of all over the place, but it's, it's perfect because um, we're covering a lot of topics Absolutely. and we're just giving like a taster sample like a, a tapas that's right. right and it gets people engaged people ask questions even though i'll change the subject mid-sentence um it gives the people a kind of a, a broad stroke a, a short stroke of everything but i but, think um, that's why people resonate towards people like us because i don't want to read from a script I want people to know that this is how my brain operates. I can't, yeah. I, you know, that, that saying squirrel, that is me 15 times in one sentence. Yeah, squirrel, right. You know, but I also can cover 15 topics in a half an hour. You exactly, know? exactly. And I think it makes sense. It makes sense in my mind. It makes sense but, in my mind. Right. But that's why I think the way we get along is we can just, you know, multifaceted conversations <laughs> the, the listeners probably going, what the fuck is going on here, right? <laughs> you know, but getting back to be, us being an empath and, and being sensitive to light, when we raise our light, like you said, raising the phoenix, you're going a high, you're vibrating, we become like lighthouses. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of empaths um, attract narcissists because it's like a moth to the flame. Oh, don't even they get me started. Every boyfriend right? I've ever had. Right. They get attracted to the light they might they even might even hate the light Uh but there's food there yeah right and because of our empathic nature we want to fix them we want to help and that is 
the problem when, when you get into this path and you, we do the services, we do, you know, you do the lashes and the hair and whatever, even, even just being um, a, flight, a flight attendant as well too, you get people dumping on you and pulling on you too, right, energetically. Oh, I was a therapist every flight. Right. Now, did you ever consider what that word is? Did you know the etymology of therapist? No, explain. I hate that. I don't hate that word. I just dislike that word. The rapist. Oh. Right? It gets nuts. So we get raped a lot of the times because we get sucked with the energy. And the thing is, we got to learn how to stand back and, and witness as opposed to be like my dad. Just watch it. Don't engage, you know, and yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have have the empathy, but also have the sympathy because the sympathy is more of a mental level. Yeah. And the and the empathy is more like I, I, I understand it. I resonate to it. And you could get baited in there. You it, can get fished in and get stuck. If, it, with, if I oh, may, I, I find a lot of people don't understand me, whether they choose to want to understand me or not. I find sometimes it's better that they don't want to, but I find as an empath, what really upsets me is they don't understand how deep I am. When I love something, I love them to no end. Fully. Yeah. When I hate you, I want to light you on fire and watch you burn. <laughs> you're a witch. Yeah, you're a witch. Totally. 100%. <laughs> There's no in between. But I also find because I'm so sensitive and because I love so deep or I hate so deep, I hate using that word, but yeah. uh, dislike so deep. I almost find that sometimes I set myself up for failure because not many people uh, operate like I do and they're out for themselves. So if they hurt me, they don't care about hurting me. Do you know what I mean? I people are selfish, generally. They are selfish. And yeah, if they don't want to admit it, they are selfish. And they're all about what, what's in it for me. And the people that are not selfish don't, don't understand how they can be like that. Like growing up, I was a sponge. And, you know, Italian kid, you know, I sense people's emotions. You're not supposed to be an Italian kid, a male to be that sensitive. So, I mean, how could people do that? How can people not? And I, I know when people were bullshitting and when people were kind of um, being inauthentic, yeah. I'm like, I can see it. How come, how come no one else can? And everybody's going along with this shit. I'm like, what the hell? So, yeah, it's a hard path being an empath. It's and it's very hard, hard explaining that when you sense energies and you get affected by them to, to, to tell that with certain people, right? See, I'm just trying to steer the boat or the ship over here. No, you actually, you blanked out for a second, so I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. What's the last, what's the last thing you heard? Uh, before you were trying to steer the ship? Yeah, steer the ship back to uh, energy and stuff. So um, <laughs> there, there's another um, pattern sway, like, you know, plot twist. Squirrel, like, I mean, there was enough space on that um, plank for DiCaprio to go on. He didn't have to die in that, in that end of the movie. There was enough place, enough space for him to be on that board. But getting back to um, the empath, it's hard to describe to another person that doesn't get it. You know, I'm sure, like, we have to keep it to ourselves for most of the people. It's like, people we cannot relate because, like, what do you mean you don't, you don't like the way the person feels? It's like, I get it. I, I don't like their energy. And then, yeah. and I'm right. 
But here's people so, call me judgmental when I'm not. That's right. See, and I hate that because people call me judgmental. And yes, I'm the first to admit that I do judge people 100% for a split second. I don't carry it with me. But, but I, I think that's is it right nature. though? No, has I it been right? Oh, oh, right? have I been right? Dead on. 100%. No, has it been? No, exactly. So when you, like when myself, when I says, okay, I've been accused of being um, judgmental and I didn't listen and I gave them the benefit of the doubt, I always got it. Like I should have listened. A hundred percent. So don't, don't subscribe to judgmental. You're, we have discernment and it may come across to be judgmental because I meet somebody, I'll know if I like the, if I can trust them or not right I, away. I also found, and I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm like that as well. I also found because of the way I am and the way you are growing up because we were taught not to be, uh, a certain type of person being Italian, you know, you, you have to, for a female, you need to be married young. You have to have kids young. You need a house, you need cars, you need to go on vacations. You need all this stuff. Well, I didn't fit that bill. So how I, um, dealt with it is I hung around people probably that I shouldn't have. Um, I was very rebellious. Uh, I was extremely mouthy. Um, I drank my face off, probably enough for like three lifetimes. Never did the drugs. Um, happily, I can say that, honestly. Um, a lot of people around me did. I had a lot of dark shit around me growing up. Yep. And I couldn't understand. you were numb. Right. Because you're drunk. But I couldn't understand why I kept hanging out with these people because I loved being there in the moment. They were so exciting. My life was, was so fun. much fun. Yeah. But yet not I wasn't progressing the way I was supposed to. How can you when you're in, in, in the in the in the darkness? That's right. You are the five people you hang out with. Your energy vibration is the five people you hang out with. Well, don't judge me 10, 15 years ago, even 20 years ago, because I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, well, me too. Don't judge me two years ago, or even last year. A hundred percent. Right? Uh no, recently. You know, unfortunately, there are certain people that don't suit your lifestyle anymore. And you make it, I made a decision that, you know what, it wasn't, it didn't fit me who I was anymore. And I had to get rid of certain people for my benefit, for my self care. And I tried to be very adult about it. I tried to, you know, let them down gently and say, look, I don't dislike you but I don't like the way this friendship is prolonging. So for my self-care, I'm going to take a step back. Doesn't mean I hate you. And automatically, when you tell people that their brick wall goes up and they want to go to war. Well, one thing I'm going to tell everybody, don't try to go to war with me because you're going to lose. I always win. <laughs> that's just me. You were boiling babies in the past life. Yep. <laughs> which, um, And that's the thing. Like, I mean... Um, it's the same thing with me. It, it's 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 like I had to say no to a lot of people, but see that's being selfish in their eyes. But you're not being selfish. I'm you're not. Being, you're being self-respecting. You could say self-love, but it's self-respecting. hundred percent. Right? And the thing is, uh, I got away with not feeling and not um, standing up from in my power with with the dark because I I hung out with some city. Yeah, you don't want to know a lot of stuff that I did. <laughs> I don't want this to be out. But the thing is, I was drunk, like I, I, I had four or five lifetimes of drinking. Oh, 100%. And Me too. I was numb, so I didn't feel, so I didn't have to um, face any of, of my, my pain or misunderstandings. Like I just, yeah, and, and, and I dwelled with the lower vibration 
I could do it because I was numb and I was in that energy. But you have to be careful when you're getting back to the energy. When you smoke up or you do drugs or you um, do anything like that's kind of sex, drugs, and rock and roll type of thing, you lower your energy and you got poke holes in your aura mm-hmm. and dark entities can come in, yeah. take a piggyback ride. And yeah. you can take them to homes and getting back to that, right? And I mean, and I had a vision where, you know, I was go- I was in a bar and it was a vision or it was a dream, actually. It was, in the, it was in a bar and I was, you know, hanging out with all these darker kind of more hedonistic in, in stuff. And, and I left and I looked back and I saw all these dark entities waiting, like little demons waiting on the top of the roof, waiting to see who they can jump on and piggyback, take a ride home. Right. Wow. What do you Even call drunk, it when yeah. you... Um when you can draw something that you've never, like, let's say I, I could draw a room in your house and I've never been to your house before. What is that? Remote called? viewing, maybe remote viewing. That's right. Remote drawing, remote yeah. viewing. Yeah. So I was maybe 19 years old. I smoked a joint with my brother and I've never been as pot smokers. Pot was never something for yeah, me, but my brother would be either. like, smoke a joint with me. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Past time, right? You're young and dumb, right? And I went upstairs. I had this urge. Okay, I, I can't draw for the life of me, even though I'm a tattoo artist. Um, I <laughs> that can, too? <laughs> well, like I tattoo permanent makeup. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like, right? You're doing dragons and stuff. No, no, no. Phoenixes on, phoenixes <laughs> on people's backs. So I literally went upstairs. I grabbed um, a pile of paper that was used on one side. So I used the back and I drew the devil with his wings. Oh. Like he, he looked like a gargoyle. Was it, was it pretty, pretty like, um, um, it was clear as day. It looked like I was an artist. So exactly. So that wasn't you doing that. That that was not me doing it. So just to reiterate, you're 100% right. They can piggyback you when you lower your vibration. Right. And when I used to drink, I was like the master pickup artist. I could just, within 30 seconds, I could be making out with a chick in a bar, like easy. It was no, not even a second thought with that. And um, you know, when you're drinking, there's a reason why it's called, I mean, it's called spirit, right? You know, they call it, um, you know, like a ghost goes boo. So it's booze and, um, al- alcohol is from al ghul. It's an Arabic meaning a spirit eater. Mm. And you know, the gin uh, are the genies like, so that's my the, drink. The middle, I only drink gin. Right. <laughs> so when you do drink a lot, you, they come in and use your, your meat, your body, and they take a joy rod on it. That's where we become more promiscuous. We do more daring things. We become hedonistic, right? And in doing so, you're basically, you, you step out of your body and they take a joy ride with your body. And it's usually like, I mean, sometimes you wake up, who the hell is this person beside me kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But not only that, you, um, when you do uh, have uh, intercourse with a person, you you not only absorb their DNA and all the emotional energy, but they also plug into their spiritual um, self. So if it's low and dark, you absorb that. Oh, for sure. And, you know, women that are in the, in the sex trade or in, in the porn industry, they've got so many energies and, and entities swirling around that they don't even know who they are anymore and they're not even stable emotionally. And, I mean, there's other problems because of that too. It's not just because of that, but we have to view our body is a temple and be sacred with it. You know, 
not just to smudge our house or our homes, but protect our body too. And I, uh, you know, I do that all the time. I always, you know, protect myself, even if I'm going outside. For me though, I have to have a happy medium because even though I don't enjoy drinking nowhere near as much as I used to, I can't, my body can't take it. I I can't handle the hangovers. It takes too long (laughs) to recuperate, but I still enjoy my cocktails and I still will drink, but I'm, there's no way where I'm going to wake up the next morning and be like, what happened? You know, I'm not 29 anymore. (laughs) Wait till you get my age. It's even worse. Oh yeah. I don't know what happened in the last year, especially even six months ago. I had one hangover that took three days and I was like, this sucks like this. And I didn't even have a good story to be like, yeah, I had a good time. No, I had a couple of drinks. Yep. That's your higher self saying, okay, we're starting to rein it in now. Yes. And you know. I mean, I, as you said, you drank for three lifetimes. I, I got drunk when I was two years old. Oh, wow. My first time. And <laughs> quick story here. We were visiting, my parents were visiting, you know, like a komad or komad or whatever that you want to call that. Yeah. And um, they were in the kitchen and I, you know, I was, a, I was a little hyper kind of brat, hyper. Like I was nuts. I wasn't a monkey. That was my astrological monkey sign in Chinese too. I was into everything. So I found a box of cognac filled chocolates and I crushed that whole box. And, you know, from the caffeine of, of, of the, uh, the chocolate, the sugar rush and the alcohol, my mom says I was just like spinning around, falling down. And, <laughs> but from then on, I think I had the taste for that. And I was drinking nuts pre-teenage. Teenage, forget about it. I mean, you know, even until like last couple of years, I was drink, drinking pretty heavily. Um, so I get it and I, I don't miss it. I really don't miss it. I've done it. And I don't, um, I know what it does to the body, right? But I, I don't judge anybody else if they want to do it. Yeah. So they have to find it on their own terms. Right. And we're, we're, I, I call it walking through mud. You know, that's what I call it. So I have a hard enough time dragging myself through mud. You know, I used to want to save the entire planet. No offense. I don't have time and I don't have patience to save you. If you come to me, I'll help right. you, but I'm not going to go out of my way to help you. I can't. I have way too much going on. How do you, yeah, but how do you save even one person if you're fucked up yourself? Funny enough, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I've helped a lot of people. You do it. And it's almost like, you know, it's the um, subconscious. The yeah. You're the healer, right? But you're not looking at your own stuff, but to truly, truly heal is that you have to you have had to go through it yourself to really heal. I don't know if it person. was a, if it was um a cross between PTSD that I suffered from uh you know my parents split up from when I was 4 years old and there was well, a lot that's, of uh, that's a critical age. Yeah, yeah. Ahead, yeah. And so there was a lot of turmoil there and then I don't know if cuz I don't remember a lot of my past. Neither do I? I don't. We were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I truly believe it was because of the drinking, but I also believe a part of it has to do with PTSD. So those two combinations together. I agree. Yep, you're right. But, you know, people will say to me, do you remember this? And I'm going, Bo, uh, I don't remember. The same way? I don't remember, like totally blacked out. Yeah. And that means that the body does not want to deal with it. It suppresses it. And there's, um, there's charged, um, unprocessed experiences that, we have not brought to the surface. That's why our body, our subconscious, you know, shuts it off. So it protects us. 
100%. I've done a few past life regressions and I'll tell you right now, unless you're ready to walk through that mud, whatever you think subconsciously, okay, I'm going to go into this and I know it's going to be ugly. You have no clue. I was drained for a month. Really? I was drained for a month. And in the regression, uh, I beat up a, a foot ottoman with a plastic baseball bat. Wow. Yeah. Like it was, it was crazy. A lot of triggers there. A lot of triggers there. And that's why we do not go inwards and heal. That's why we stay drunk. We watch the Netflix. We have the sex. We have the drinking. We're, we, we, we buy clothes. We, get, we go chase dopamine hits to anesthetize. anesthetize I think that's the word. To, to keep it um, uh, suppressed. People don't want to do the work. They, they don't, don't want to go to the shadow. They're and so that's quick what, to do the quick fix, the dopamine. That's why there's a multi-billion dollar pills and tra- contraptions and gimmicks that people would rather do that. They'll do everything that is a gimmick, but the work that's required. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's too bad. I mean, yeah. But I mean, shows like this. The, the Ultimate Journey Waking the Spirit podcast. I mean, I, I, offer, I have two books that I've written. And that's my way of, you know, giving back, sharing my experiences and giving back. And, you know, the whole kind of cliche of if I can help one person, then I've done my duty. I mean, that yes, that's true. But I want to get to more than one person. I want to get to as many people as want to get ready. And the work that I do is not for... The Deepak Chopras and the, the 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 quick fix marketing scheme. This is like my last book, "To Create the Life You Desire: um, Unlock Your Greatest Potential," is all about getting to the dark core and releasing it. And it triggers a lot of people when they read it. They they put the book down because they're like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. But that's the only way you get through. Again, but everybody has to do it at their own pace. Exactly. And that's because if why they rush tools, it or if they listen to you or I and they're not ready, it's not going to work. Right. And that's why the tools are there if you need it. And it's not what I do is not for everybody. It's not actually, it's actually not for the majority of people. But it could take a lifetime and there's nothing wrong with that. The ego is finite. The soul doesn't give a shit because it can take lifetimes. It doesn't care. It's eternal. Yeah. We, we don't have the time. We want things done now, right? Right. Or not. They could, you know, so... When the soul's ready, it'll it'll happen. I mean, I think there's a mass awakening though, Ursula. I oh, really think there's oh, a, a mass awakening. Oh, for sure. Are you kidding me? That's another thing too. Like I struggle with putting my beliefs on social media because I because I've traveled so much. You know, I lived in Africa for three years, so I, I've sat with tribes. I saw them do witchcraft. <laughs> so cool. Oh yeah, like amazing. Like I mean, how would anybody? go to Africa and be like, okay, let's find a tribe. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so cool. I was I was very uh, blessed to have these experiences. So I take a little bit of each culture that I've come across that my brain can process and I agree with. And I'm like, you know what? I believe that. Even though I'm Roman Catholic and I'm wearing a big cross around my neck, my uh, foundation is Roman Catholic. But I believe a little bit of everything that I've come across. Some people that's might- being wise and you know, be steadfast. Yeah, I can't even speak. Be steadfast in your own beliefs, but be open to others because you know if everybody's claiming that their God is the right God, then then who's right and who's wrong? I say right? as long as you believe in something. Yeah, and the thing is, all common um, religions have this one 
belief system that is threaded through all of them is treat others as you want to be treated yourself. That's right. You know, just do no harm. You you have uh, an incredible um, life experience and a lot of resources to draw upon. And that's why you can help people the way you do, even though we're not fully healed in that sense. We know it uh, empathically. We know it emotionally. And you know what I mean? Like we can empathize and we can get into them and we can tell them what to do. We may not always do that for ourselves, but we have to get past the the, the thing of healing other people to offset ourselves. You know, like I, I used to find damaged women and try to fix them. So, you know, I'm worthy enough to be loved because I can fix you. Like, you know, there's other, there's other aspects of that too, which I had to learn. So now it's like, I'm not going to show you something or, or try to teach you something if I haven't gone through it personally myself, because I feel like a fraud. Well, not only that too, I want people to feel like, I don't want to tell people anymore because, you know, my voice is sacred you know, right. My voice Just point to the door or the way. Well, yeah, but I want them to feel what I have felt and what I feel. If I can touch you with some sort of type of healing that you're going to walk away and get it like a light bulb moment, like a, uh then, okay, then I'll, you know, I'll share with you. But if if you're going to sit there and you're going to roll your eyes and you don't really care, I'm not wasting my time anymore. I don't care. I don't care if it's brother, sister, family, cousin, not neighbor. I don't care. My time is precious because as I'm getting older, I realize, whoa, I don't have 40, 50 years ahead of me anymore. You may, but yeah, you know, odds are. And you having said that, even just a little bit before, is I'm looking at old memories uh, on, on Facebook of what I used to say. I was like, when I got into the spiritual path, I'm like, come hither, come hither, and then just like spew things. I got... You know, I'm like, wow, I was being like those door to door converters, uh, religious converters on the door. And I'm not going to name any names right. of what what um, that is. But I was like, when you're I think when you're first start off, you want to share and and, and want to heal the world and fix the world. Then you realize, hey, you can't force someone and even therapists. If the person or the, or the client or the patient's not willing to listen to you, you don't work with them. That's right. You know, what I do, I use... I mean, my posts in the past, recent past, were more like to uh, invoke thought and question certain things. I don't blatantly do it. I, I ask people to ask questions of themselves, and then that hopefully will give them more options to go through the door and, and go through their own journey. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and yeah, just uh, this is great. I mean, we bounced around like crazy tonight, and... You know, I, I watch uh, sometimes when I'm working my other job, I have access to 13, 15, 17 hours a day of doing nothing, sitting in a vehicle, standing by for cast, right? So I, I came across this YouTube channel where um, this guy who's covered in tattoos interviews people who have encountered famous people. And so a lot of these people are train wrecks, no offense. And, but I can't switch the channel. I can't, like, it's such a train wreck that I'm just like, I want to watch more. And even his style of interviewing, he jumps all over the place and it's exciting and they're laughing and some, some girls cry and they share their experiences and there's highs and their lows and I can't put it down. So I think... 
the style that we did tonight works for whatever reason, because we're real, we're raw. Yeah, we're raw and we're not scripted. I mean, I have a few points down that I wanted to cover, but I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't say them in the right way or even cover them. I didn't even read them. I just like read two words. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, and then the Titanic comes and we're talking about, you know, Rose and Leonardo and, you know, but I think that we're, we're bouncing around, but we're kind of like, just like life is not a straight path from start to finish. There's zigzags, there's, there's plateaus, there's falling in the hole. There's all this stuff, right? And I think that's how we, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I just you disappeared. So it's on a straight line, and I think this is the same way. We just bounce around and it might trigger a certain latent memory from somebody or might trigger something uh, on a ha moment, you know? So it's it's good. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> just don't want to go in my mind. I know, so right? Let me see what was going on. Uh, no, like I said, I think the style that we did tonight was amazing. Uh, I would be honored to be a guest on your show again. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to ask me questions. I, I'm not Great. saying what I my experiences are gospel, but I can tell you if you can take one thing away from what I shared with you, um, I can guarantee you I'm not the only one, which tells me there's power in numbers. So there must be some sort of truth to it. If Definitely. people all over the world are practicing what we are practicing, then there has to be something, you know, Definitely. that we're not full of shit. Um, but I also think if you listen to this and it gravitates towards you, maybe there's something there. Maybe go a little bit deeper. Maybe dig a little bit. Exactly. You know, and, and don't be scared. I'm scared. You know, I know I can be a lot scared, more powerful than what I am. And for some reason, I won't allow myself to be that powerful for... I maybe I will in the future. I've been, we are powerful. Our, our, our natural state, our spirit is unlimited power and wisdom and omnipresence. And omnip like the thing is, is that we've been duped in believing that we're just human beings. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have uh, life experiences that have been traumatic, that we self-sabotage whenever we get great, we self-sabotage and we, we destroy our greatness because of our upbringing. And that'll probably be another, um, that will be another episode. Uh, so we have to we have to close it down now. Yes. It's uh, it's getting time. But what I want you to do is if you if you're comfortable sharing your details of if you want to, it's a free plug. Use it for it. With your people can't see behind you. So oh okay. Did you wanna did you wanna say what you do, where you can be reached at, and okay your your uh, your uh, deets not not number but email or something or website if you have absolutely. So again, uh, I'm a permanent makeup artist. So I do eyebrows, eyeliner, lip blushing. So you don't have to wear lipstick anymore if you don't want to, or you can change the color if you want. Um, I do eyelashes. So anything pretty much to do with beauty. Uh, my name is Ursula. You can reach me at www.browse, the letter N, beautyco.ca. So browseandbeautyco.ca. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Browse and Beauty Co. You can look me up on Instagram, Browse and Beauty Co. Or you can email me at browse, the letter N, beautyco at hotmail.com. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, you're pretty thorough with that one. That's pretty good. It's like, good. I went through, <laughs> I was just in my head going, what do I have? <laughs> I had more enjoyment watching you use your eyes and your facial expression to remember, you know, where your eyes are going and accessing memories. 
<laughs> Ursula, it's been an honor and thank you much for joining me and the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. And hopefully we'll see you soon again. I'm your host, Frank DeGenova. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. And you can also visit my website, the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude.